Now, tonight, we are continuing on our series. What's the title? Jesus Loves to Heal. This is part two. Jesus Loves to Heal. You know, if we can just have it in our hearts that it is the passion of Jesus to heal people. It hurts God. It hurts uh, Jesus. When he sees people suffering and, and, and they not being well, that Jesus is not happy about it. And especially when his children yeah, are not experiencing the full health that he purchased for them at Calvary. Yeah, that it has God. So today we are going to start by looking at the woman with the issue of blood. Mark chapter 5. We thank God that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him and he was beside the sea. Now, when people came and gathered around Jesus, what do you think they were looking for? Miracles. Yeah. And so they wanted to be healed. They wanted uh, that they be delivered. You know, they wanted also to, they were hungry for God. So they wanted the word of the Lord, to receive the word of the Lord. So they knew that we are going to receive something when we come to Jesus. And that is why they gathered. Everywhere he was, there was a crowd that is going with them. And then he was next to the sea. He had gone to the other side, prayed for the men of the gathering, and then he came back, you know, and now he was by besides the sea. Let's continue reading. It says, Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. So this was one of the leader of the synagogue. The synagogue was the local gathering or the local church you know of the Jews they were gathering around there now they could not go every Sabbath to the temple but in their locality in every town there would be a synagogue you know, and so they had gathered together there and they would gather together there now the leader of the synagogue Jairus by name, seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet. Just think about this. This is a religious person. He's a leader in uh, 
in their group and so he sees Jesus he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly asked him you know pleaded with him earnestly saying my little daughter is at the point of death come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and leave. So she says, my little daughter, you know, it's at the point of death. So meaning that she was sick, very sick. She was at the point of death. Uh, they were, they were, they were expecting that anything could happen at any time. That's how sick the girl was. And uh, so the father was desperate. And the father went to, to, to Jesus. And what did the father ask? He asked, come and lay your hands upon my daughter that my daughter may be made well and leave. So, the, uh, Jairus knew that there is something that happens when Jesus lays his hand upon the sick. And what happens is that the anointing that was upon Jesus would be transferred into the sick and now the sick will get well. So that is why Jesus is the Christ, is the anointed one. You know, he carried anointing with him. Yeah. And that anointing when transferred into the sick, the sick always got healed. So if we can come to this understanding that the anointing heals, the anointing delivers, the anointing sets free, the anointing strengthens, the anointing does miracle. It is the anointing that is Within that was within Jesus, that was within uh, the disciples. It is the anointing that is within Christians. Now that is why Jesus said, when he rose from the dead, Jesus said this to his disciples. He says, you know, uh, go and preach the gospel. He says, and uh, these signs shall follow them that believe. So the signs will go after the believers. Now, why will the sign go after the believers? Because the believers, the moment you believe, the moment you give your life to Jesus, that anointing comes upon you. Are you with me? And so when you go out, you go out with that anointing. Now, it is... It is a Satan has tried to keep us ignorant of the anointing that we carry. 
And that is why he wants us to always seek for some things, you know, for the anointing, to do some things for the anointing. Whereas the anointing is already within us. It is there. So the anointing was with Jesus. So Jesus said that uh, lay hands, the, one of the signs is that you will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover, shall recover. Yeah. That it will go well with the sick. Why? Because you are a believer, you carry the anointing with you. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am anointed. I have the anointing within me. And when I lay my hands upon the sick, the sick recovers. And so you should not be afraid to lay hands on the sick. Now, who does the healing? It is God, right? It is Jesus who does the healing. Now, what is your responsibility? To lay hands on the sick. Now, uh, you're sitting on a chair, am I right? Now, your chair has arm, armrest, right? Can you lay your hands on the armrest? Eh? Do it. Lay your hands. Lay your hands meaning put your hands, hand, armrest, like this. That's what it means, literally. Yeah. So, have you laid your hands on the armrest? Was that difficult? Did you have to fast to do that? Did you have to do something to do that? It was difficult, right? I mean, it was easy. Do you see that God has given us the easiest responsibility? So he says to the sick, your responsibility is just, just like you laid hands on that impressed, is the same thing when you approach the sick. You know, don't try to shake. No, 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 don't. Remember, remember, just like you laid hands on the armrest, is the same way that you do on the sick. You, you, do you understand? It is not you who generates healing. It is God who generates healing. All that God is asking you to do is to lay hands how how do you understand so it says the believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover it is God who will do the healing Yours is to just lay your hands on the sick. And so, if a person does not get healed, whose problem is it? 
It's God's, right? Because when I carry, you would have done what he asked you to do. And so when a person, when you lay your hands on the sick and a person gets healed, who gets the credit? Why? Because the healing is not yours. It is God's. So whether the person gets healed or does not get healed, when you just did your part. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, many a times, God, Jesus, wants to use you as an extension to touch somebody. But many a times we are refraining. We are pulling back. We are thinking, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I can't do it. Or maybe, what if it fails? No, it's not your, the the healing, it does, does not come from you. It comes from Jesus. So it is, yours is just to believe. Jesus, you said I should lay hands on the sick. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. You know, and uh, from there, you leave it up to Jesus to heal the sick. Now, I remember it was not a it was a few years after we started, I think either the first or second or third year that we started the church uh, here. We used to have students, student nurses coming from, at that time they were still training at provincial hospital here. I'm not sure if they're still training. Yeah, but there was training there, you know, staying there. So. When they are off, they would attend church here. Yeah, remember Pastor, eh? Pastor Grace eh, Makola was also a student eh, there. And so she invited some of her colleagues. So they would come here and attend church. And maybe it was, yeah, because I remember the, the pulpit was still there. The church was still smaller, facing that way. So uh, I got a call that one of the students, you know, I don't know what happened. At night, he saw somebody, you know, wearing a cap, you know, and a uniform, and, you know, the boots and appeared to her and that was the end of her talking. She could not talk anymore. She could not even move. So the, the, the students that she was staying with, you know, wondering what's happening you know try to get her to talk and and so forth and she could not talk she could not move yeah. had to carry her to the hospital side 
and I admitted her. And so, I think when I got the call, it was now the third day that she was not talking, she was not moving, you know, she was just moving. You remember that now? You don't. You know, she was just moving, you know, her eyes, you know, like this. And so they called me, you know, so I said, we'll go and pray for her. I can't remember who did I go with, but I went with somebody. So I went to the hospital, went into the uh, 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 the ward, you know, I met her and other fellow, you know, Christians, uh, sister nurses who were coming, you know, came. So, you know, I opened my Bible and then I began to share healing scriptures on her, you know, that God is going to deliver you today, is going to heal you today, is going to set you free today. You know. And then from there, I laid my hands on her, and I prayed for her. I laid my hands. And after praying, I said that the healing power has come upon you and has healed you. And then I said, say this with me, Jesus. And she struggled. Couldn't talk. Yeah. And then I said, say Jesus. You know. And then ultimately she was able to whisper Jesus. Yeah. And everybody, you know, got excited. You know. And then I got her to talk some more words. And her mouth opened up she began to talk and then I said to her I said that we are going you are going to get out of this bed and then we are going to walk you know and she put down you know she's sleeping you know took her feet uh, down and then I hold her by the hand you know and I say let's walk and she struggled at first. And then, you know, she walked. When she came out, you see it's a word and it's a passage. And she came out of a passage, you know, other nurses, you know, saw her. There was, a, 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 you know, they were, you know, they were shocked. They were excited. You know, what's happening? Because a miracle was happening in front of their eyes. Yeah. And uh, we walk, and that's how she went back to talking. She went back to walking. You know, she was discharged that day. You know, she went back to work. Yeah. And so uh, I didn't do anything. I just did what the Bible say we need to do, to lay hands on the sick. Yeah. And it is God who will do the healing, who does the healing. Yeah. So ours is to believe what God says. Yeah. And when we believe what God says, we, we just act on it. God does the rest. So what we need to understand is that it is 
the it is the healing, the anointing within that uh, that goes out when you lay your hands upon the sick. It is the anointing that goes out, and the anointing touches the sick, you know, and the sick recovers. Amen. And so, uh, so Jairus said that, you know, come with me, lay your hands upon my daughter so that my daughter can be made well. Yeah. And so, uh, so that my daughter can live. Let's continue reading. And what did Jesus do? He went with him. Jesus say, didn't say, oh, you are religious. You should be knowing better. You know, why are you coming to me? You know, Jesus didn't accuse Jairus in any way. Why? Because Jesus loves to heal. He loves to do that. Yeah. Now, at times, uh, people, the, the anointing, would come. You know, like last week when we prayed for people, you know, it was more like, you know, vis not visible, what? Tangible. You know, that, you know, sense the anointing going and touching the lives of people. And the people, you know, were healed. You, you, you remember the testimonies last week. Yeah. And so, it is the anointing that does that. Now, at times, people block the anointing. Yeah. You sense the anointing going and the anointing coming back. Yeah. It's because maybe at times people are concerned, oh, I don't want to fall. Or maybe something uh, will happen to me. You know, They're concerned about so many things. Instead of just resting and receiving. How do you get here? You just receive. You believe and just receive. That's how it happens. Yeah. Then the anointing will just flow, flow into and, and heal. And you just rest, rest in God doing his work. Yeah. And so Jesus went with him because Jesus loves to heal. He loves. He, he, that's, that's what he, he wants. He's compassionate about that. He loves to heal. And so he went with him. And a great crowd followed him. And thronged about him. You know, thronged about him. What is strong? <coughs> eh, pressing. The crowd was pressing. <coughs> You know, against Jesus, it, there, there was a crowd everywhere, and everybody was pressing. They were touching. Yeah, they were pressing about him. Yeah. Continue reading, and it says, "And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years. Yeah. For twelve years, blood flowing. Yeah." This woman 
It was a terrible sickness. It was bad. Now, I often go and donate blood. And so, when I donate blood, they will tell you that, you know, don't do anything heavy or, you know, and uh, you realize that blood is like life. You know, when you donate blood, it's like you've taken part of your your life you have you have given it away you know you you kind of you know lose energy lose strength lose you know and 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 so forth now can you imagine this woman for 12 years continuously losing blood it was terrible right and so uh, she went she had suffered much under many physicians, many doctors. She went to many doctors, consulted, and had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. Grew worse. The situation was bad with this woman. And what did she hear? She had heard the reports about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Hearing the word of God. So when you hear the word, faith comes in, in your life. So she had heard the reports about Jesus. So she heard, this is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. This is the miracle that Jesus did. You know, all the reports. Let me tell you, testimonies. I want us to be in the habit of sharing testimonies. Because testimonies, when you testify, you are building someone's faith. You know, you're building someone's faith. And someone is able to receive because he sees you and he hears you saying that, oh, this is what the Lord has done, and this is what God can do also for me. Yeah. And so we need to be having testimonies. Don't wait for the crossover you know, to testify. Every Sunday, actually, we should have testimony time. Don't just rock up, speak to your pastor first and share your testimony, right? You know, uh, I remember when I got saved, 1983, you know, testifying was, was a usual thing, but uh, it was some kind of testimonies, you know. And then if you have a squabble with somebody, that's where you settle scores, you know, go testify. But, you know, testimony setting, they are not building. So I'm not talking about such things. Yeah, I'm talking about sharing what God has done for you. And so she heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. She went down, you know, and touched Jesus' garment. Yeah. And then what happened? Why did she touch Jesus' garment? For she said, if I touch even his garment, 
will be made well. She said, let's, let's stick on that verse. She said, if I touch Jesus' garment. Now, she said that word in Greek it uh, gives a notion of she repeatedly said to herself. So that is why other translation would translate it that way. Uh, for instance, the BSB says, for she kept saying, she kept saying, eh? you're saying. Now, why do you say that? When you say it, you are also hearing it. And then when you hear it, faith comes. You see, it's just like God wanted Abraham to have a child. And then he said, I need to help you, Abraham. For 25 years, you have been trying. 24 years, you have been trying. And it has not been working. Yeah. Let me help you. You have actually been in unbelief. Let me help you. I'm going to change your name. Your name now is going to be Abraham, meaning the father of many nations. So every time Abraham was calling his name, I am Abraham, he was literally saying, I am the father of many nations. He was saying it. God was forcing Abraham to confess what Abraham, who became Abraham, to confess that he is the father of many nations. And then he changed also Sarai's a name. He says that you're no longer called Sarai, but now you're going to be called Sarah because you are the mother of many nations. So that's what Sarah means, the mother of many nations. So when they call each other, the one would say, hey, father of many nations, you know, are you hungry? Should I cook for you? And the other one will say, Mother of many nations, I love your food. Please do me some chicken spice, you know, curry Mexican uh, included with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scottish food. Yeah. And then uh, Sarah will say, Father of many nations, give me a moment. It will be ready. So every time, they were confessing, mother of many nations, father of many nations, mother of many nations, father of many nations. They kept on saying it. Within three months, she conceived. What could not happen in 24 years happened in three months? Because as she kept talking, you know, uh, what happened? Faith was coming. Now, I'm just laughing because I just overheard Dumi saying to his wife, mother of many nations, saying, you know, we're going to start confessing. 
I'm looking at them and I'm I'm just you know hearing that and so Babu let's but Nagu Gwili between the two of them but Nagu Gwili Hey am I giving you ideas? She knew immediately 
that she was healed. It says, she, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And look at this, you know, thing that happened. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Remember, the Bible says that the crowd were thronging, were touching, you know, thronging uh, uh, about uh, Jesus. So, but now Jesus asked this question, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? So Jesus just ignored them, and he looked around to see who had done it. And verse 33, but the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith, can you say your faith? Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your diseases. Jesus was not praying for her. Jesus was going to Jairus' house to go and pray for Jairus' daughter. But the woman came in faith. She kept saying it. She said it until she believed it. You need to say what you believe until you believe it. You see, in the beginning, you might not believe it. You know, in the beginning, you might say, oh, but you know, maybe you're praying for a job. Oh, but there are no jobs. Ah, you know, Pastor, we said, said that we should confess that we are healed. Okay, I will confess, I mean, that we've got a job. I confess I've got a job, but you see, at that time, you, you have not as yet started believing. How do we get saved? We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth. <clears throat> so when the two come together, that's when a miracle happens. When there is just confessing, no faith, nothing happens. When there is just faith, no speaking, nothing happens. When the two connect, then that's where a miracle happens. So you might be confessing, but not really fully convinced, not really believing. Keep on confessing because as you confess, you are also hearing yourself. Faith is entering in. And then as you confess, faith has entered into your heart. You are fully convinced. Yeah, and that's when it happens. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And so that's when the anointing flows because there is faith and there is confession and a, a miracle happened. Now, you know, uh, you, if you're trusting God for a job, a job happens. If you're trusting God for, uh, you know, for healing, healing happens. So this woman came to Jesus. He kept saying it. She acted in faith. Had she not believed it, she would not have 
acted in faith. You know, she acted in faith and touched the hem of, of Jesus' garment. Now, because she kept saying it, and also because she acted in faith, you know, immediately she received healing in her body. She was healed of a sickness. Immediately, just like that. And the Bible says, my point here is that Jesus felt power coming out of her. You know, and he said that your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Yeah. So she was healed because the anointing left Jesus and the anointing touched the woman and the woman got healed. Can you say this with me? When I believe, the anointing will touch me. My faith draws the anointing unto me for my miracle. And so it's important that you do that. Amen.